everybody and welcome to the sunny 16 podcast you will need a comfy chair this week go get a comfy chair right now you will then need something to sort of prop you upright and you'll need one of those neck pillows from when you used to travel on planes because this <laughs> is the cheap shots challenge show <laughs> okay who have we got with us tonight mr producer we have well we have uh, john in the background here doing production tonight so all the live <laughs> stuff that you can see there he is in the corner of the screen Hi, uh, he's waving Hi, john so all of the fancy stuff you can see when you're watching this on youtube to see all the actual photos uh that is all john doing it live he's like a dj a mix master mix master j i think we'll call it <laughs> <laughs> there he is he's an idiot as well isn't he <laughs> mc banana i love the way your little polaroid just pops up on the screen sort of sneaks into the corner and then comes back it's hilarious. I can't continue the show with that kind of humour going on. <laughs> on. <laughs> okay, all right. Somebody else. I'm going to introduce somebody else, so hopefully they can speak without laughing quite as much as I am. Claire, how are you doing today? Evening. I'm well, thank you, Aidan. Always lovely to be here. <laughs> okay, great. And Graham, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you, Aid. Yeah, um, it's good. It's nice to be back here. Uh, I feel like um, my face is slowly disappearing behind this beard, which makes uh, everybody wants to see. Um, we can, how, but hope. See how bad things are getting with my hair situation at the moment. Then go to YouTube because yeah, we're putting this out on YouTube, and uh, I am looking more and more like Charles Manson with every passing day. So that's good, right? Yeah. That's the look everybody yeah. wants. <laughs> And uh, this week's Easter egg is if you can spot the exact time code when the mouse pops out of Graham's beard to say hello. Mm. Uh, oh, oh, just think, imagine if we get another frog this week. I can actually bring the frog oh. on there. So fingers crossed. I don't think we will. It's been very hot and dry today. But, you know, if we get another frog moment, that will happen. So um, uh, Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Are you well? Um, yeah, it's good. Also, I was going to say... Um, and I realise that some people might be listening to this and the word cheap shot challenge might be putting fear in their heart. As you said, in terms of bum numbing, uh, here we go. But actually, it's <laughs> going to be compact and bijou because one, we just didn't have that many entries this time, which is a shame. But also our fabulous <laughs> guest uh, judge has done a sterling yeah. job of sorting through them and picking them out. So it's going to be ooh, smoky hot nail in it tonight. <laughs> yeah, so, so the eagle-eyed amongst you have noticed that there is a uh, there is a Polaroid that is currently not revealing our guest. <gasps> oh, <laughs> uh, well, there we go. Uh, nobody saw that coming. Um, uh, oh. So uh, I would like to welcome to the show somebody that actually I personally haven't spoken to for far too long, and I'm very sorry about that. Welcome, Paul Mackay. How you doing, buddy? Very well, thank you. I had thought you'd been kicked off this show months ago, to be honest, Dave. Um, I was. Graham kept saying, so. I was, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Graham's you know, gra uh, bid for world domination. Um, yeah. He unseated me for a while there. Um, but it's, uh, but I'm back, back, so that's yeah. nice. Didn't, didn't work. I, I caused a global pandemic to try and keep him off the show, but still, still found a way yeah. back. That's the thing is, podcasting you can do from home. Yeah, it's one, one of the yes, it's about the most fun you can have with other people from home down an internet connection, <laughs> is it not? Mm -hmm. Or uh, have I just not been? Ex have I not just been exploring the internet enough whilst we've all been locked down? I think I that, know. but you know that's all right. God bless you is what I say to that. 
Um, yeah, it's uh, but it's nice to have us all back together. I can't. Well, I say all back together. I don't know if we've ever had everybody back together like this, but um, it's been a while. When were you last on the podcast, Paul? It wasn't that long ago, was it? Um, maybe summer. Maybe some, I can't remember. We talked so much in those weekly YouTubes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that was. I, I got a Graham overdose and I'm, <laughs> I, I've still got symptoms. Yeah. And of course, I, I saw you fairly recently, well, relatively recently, right before the last lockdown, the current lockdown <laughs> kicked in. We went for a lovely stroll, didn't we? We managed to fit in a social distance photo walk in the, in the matter of minutes that we were allowed between lockdown 2B and 3A. Yes, yeah. it was lovely. Yeah, I was trying to find photos actually when we were there. I was trying to find photos that I could put as my background of your face. But actually, <laughs> I think um, I don't think I took any photos of you. <laughs> That's probably for the best. <laughs> Although you know, I could have seen my face at that point. That would have been something. Mm. So. Yeah. Do you two live close by then, close to each other? Yeah, not that yeah. far away. About an hour yeah. away. Other mm. side of Oxford. Okay, not too far. In a very civilized part of the world here, we had a very nice walk around some woods i don't know where we were it was very nice though the sun shone it was good well you can do that again as of today can't you, I, yeah. you guys you can meet up for a socially distanced walk and mm. yeah hang Did out you finish the role of film that i started on the last one <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was good um before we get into this paul um for the benefit of our uh listeners um should we have just a very quick update? Because we were talking about this before we started. So a very quick update on how things are going vis-a-vis having film to sell at Analog One Land at the moment. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been, um, well, yeah, it's been an interesting uh, year. We've, um, we've managed to stay open for most of it, which I know uh, makes us very lucky, a consequence of our business model rather than any great skill or anything but i am very grateful for that we did have one hairy moment where we had a false positive um with one of our warehouse staff which led to 36 hours of <laughs> shut down <laughs> general panic cleaning and then um the more advanced test coming back negative which was the pos- best possible result for all involved um that 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 felt like quite a long time but no apart from that it, you know we're, we're doing what we can the rules at least they're not changing every week, which they were for a lot of last year, which got exhausting, frankly. So we sort of, as much as we all have really settled into the routine of how to go about doing stuff. Um, and then the exciting thing of the last couple of weeks, if anyone's been following our Instagram, is that we've had a couple of team um, changes and confirmations, which is really lovely. Um, so uh, all, all film shooters as well, <laughs> which has been really nice. Um, so we've had uh, Emily, who uh, I know listened to the um, uh, the podcast, mm. who, um, who joined us as sort of a, a seasonal Christmas worker in December, um, mm. and then in March, <laughs> two months after a contract ended, we're still going, and then actually quit her other job to commit to us full time, which was lovely. And um, and then also uh, Emma Lloyd, um, who joined us as a warehouse worker, and is just this week moved over to help me with um, some of the marketing stuff. And we're just talking before we started. She's also in charge of TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense for everyone involved. Um, so, no, so that's really, that's honestly, that's been really, really lovely. Um, and, yeah, you mentioned having film to sell. That's been a bit less fun. We've been wrestling availability as pandemics and furloughs and raw materials and... Suez Canal ferries now, I'm sure, will be a problem in about two weeks' time somehow. 
<laughs> um, that's all gone through. But, you know, honestly, can't complain. After the year of everything that's going on, uh, really, really can't complain. Um, and also we've got to do some fun stuff like the community fund and things like that. That's been really lovely. Mm. One of the things, when we went for our walk, one of the things we talked about quite great length because it was just happening was Brexit and how that mm-hmm. was going to affect what you were doing. Um, you're now three months into it. How is that going in terms of shipping stuff abroad? Is it easier than you thought? Is it worse than you thought? Much worse. Much worse. <laughs> Uh-oh. There is a list of downsides uh, and I haven't seen an upside and that's not a political statement. That's yeah. a fact. Um, our, our business to Europe has fallen off a cliff. Our importing from Europe um, takes between two days and two weeks longer than normal and has extra costs, mm. paperwork. Um, one of my favourite stories so far, let's think, there's the double film that was sent from Spain that after two weeks, we finally got uh, like a ping through being like, your tracking number has been updated. And we're like, great, that means it's probably in Heathrow, about to be delivered. And they're like, it's arrived in Barcelona. <laughs> and we're like, mm-hmm. that's where it was. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? Um, we've also had some Silbera from Russia that, that did a two-month trip of Europe and ended back in Russia. That was good. Um, yes, yeah, so there's a lot of that stuff going on. And, and, and at the moment, as I say, shipping to Europe in the sizes and the, the values that we're doing is doesn't make sense for people receiving it because of the charges and the things. That will apparently get better from July with a new set of legal regulations coming through. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's not very fun. And there's a lot. There's um, you know, there's a little Facebook group between uh, myself, Solacan, Sam, uh, Max from Intrepid, Steve mm. Cosmos, uh, a few others who all have been going through this. Max, by the way, read the entire Brexit trade treaty uh, only <laughs> Eve, I think, just for fun. <laughs> he's done the most work, so he's our informal guru on it all um but every week there's a problem or something but uh, <laughs> i mean what can you say yeah. that's that july hopefully it's easier who knows mm. fingers crossed fingers crossed um well we we'll probably get on to cheap shots challenge side of things this the reason we got you on to join us was because this was your idea. You, when we were again, when we were out for our walk in the lovely sunshine, much like we had today, you came up with this suggestion, and I, I thought it was a very good suggestion. And seeing as you don't very often have very good suggestions, <laughs> grabbed it and ran with it. Um, when you came up with the idea for cliches, did you have a preconceived idea of what you might see as entries, and have the pictures that we got sent in met that expectation? Well, I must say, I am disappointed with the quality of photos that have come in, in that the quality is way too high (laughs) (laughs) for what I was hoping for. I was, I understand the theme and the way that people have gone from cliches, but Mm. they're almost doing it too well. They're they're too, I had in mind um, images that were 100% cliche and 0% artistic value. Um, Unfortunately, your listeners have, made sure that that is at worst 50 50 and sometimes even aired on the side of artistic value which is a huge disappointment I know. to me they're, <laughs> they're swines for it they're absolutely exactly. exactly they're too sophisticated for their own good but no there are a couple of absolutely brilliant uh, cliches in there 
Um, the ones that I don't think I've seen that I was really expecting, I was expecting a waterfall in the woods on long exposure. Mm. I don't know if I saw oh, that yeah. That's mm. a classic. I think I was expecting some uh, some reflected architecture in a puddle. Oh yeah. Streets. I was hoping for that. Didn't see any of that. Um, I was hoping for some sinister. Uh, petrol stations, but maybe that's gone beyond cliche. So I don't know what that is. It's gone around the other side. It's now original. Um, and no <laughs> it's unique uh, now, which is weird. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> but, uh, no, there's a lot in there that is um, that is very special um, that, that I'm sure we're going to come on to soon. But no, I've really, I've really enjoyed it. And as I said to you, I had the embarrassing situation of being um, a film retailer who got home went to take a photo on Polaroid and realised I had no film in the fridge for it. <laughs> so I was going to do a, a fresh cliche Polaroid of my own for tonight. So I'll have to um I'll have to do that tomorrow and uh, put it on Instagram. Maybe with a cliched because when does this go out? Thursday. So if I do one tomorrow but with a with a cliched photo with a really cliched caption. <laughs> With but no explanation. That could I'm, work. Not, I'm not sure people are going to spot the difference between that and your usual output on uh, Instagram. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Maybe I'll do that and we'll see whether anyone goes, this is clearly uh, bullshit or people are like, this is so good. This is so original. Yeah. We'll see. Well, Let's I mean, try and gain Instagram. What perfect day for it, because when it goes out on Thursday, there is, of course, April Fool's Day. We planned this very yeah. carefully to work like that. I, I remember seeing this um, it was a couple of years ago, I think. Um, I don't know whether you guys know the podcast and YouTube series Picture This. Um, mm-hmm. It's with a couple of American, I think actually a couple, actually, American photographers. Um, very, very popular, really quite funny and informative. And they went um, on a photography trip, I think it was to Iceland or to Norway, and the guy, and they both have you know massive Instagram followers. And the guy uh, decided, without telling his followers, that he'd do a um, a travel cliche week, where he only posted ridiculous cliches of travel with ridiculous inspirational quotes and no explanation, and then tracked what happened to his followers. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a very small version of that. That sounds awesome. What was that, Did he get more followers? No, no, he lost quite a lot. He lost <laughs> oh, quite a- that's something that gives you some hope i think in the world um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were amazing you have to go back and look they were just obviously brilliantly taken but so well done as a cliche that uh yeah i think it was the captions that really pushed people over the edge <laughs> um before we get into looking at the pictures i just think it's important to know what the oops um uh, <laughs> It's fine. That's meant to hit the ground like that. Know what people are competing for this evening. Um, now, oh, yes. preface it. Um, and as Paul's here, we will. Paul will help me make sure that happens. There are two previous Cheap Shots Challenge winners who are still waiting for their prize, which Paul will help me get sorted out. Uh, you'll make sure I do it when you pull out But the winner of this round of the Cheap Shots Challenge, again, very apropos for April's Day, is going to win this. Thank you, John. The Olympus IS... 1000 uh I, i'll even leave this fantastic filter that i've been using on it for the cheap shots challenge uh it's <laughs> what a camera um listen to that noise Look, listen. i like it graham it's practically silent in operation um it's got a flash pow 
it's got it all going on. It's Don't got two it's flashes. Got, it's got two flashes, and it's got a hot shoe. Hey, you, it, you might wish. Look at that. You put a hot shoe. You can have three flashes on this camera at once. And is IS image stabilization? That seems unlikely. No, I don't think so. I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I don't think it is. I don't no. know why it says IS. Maybe, maybe it just means is just, is one thousand. Just, just random camera numbers and letters. You know yeah. how it goes. Is um, one thousand. I like that. Yeah, is one thousand. So, so what a thing to aim for. Um, the lucky winner of this. I can't wait to see what they make. Uh, you can see that one slight incident where the strap. Well, I dropped it. And then it nearly killed itself a second time because the strap broke. But it's fine. So I think it's you're all... selling this a bit short as a as a prize, Graham, because this is not this this is not just any old camera. Mm. This this is the camera that started the legend that is now the Cheap Shots Challenge. Yeah, yeah. This, this is, is you know, this is you know the the camera that I have referred to for years now as the Fugly. Yeah, the one. And and so so for those that don't know what uh, an Olympus something what's it one thousand might be, that's, that's it. it. it that's this is it. this is the stuff of you know cultural history. Yeah, these are. These I assume are... as well. If you put it on eBay, would it be worth a thousand pounds? Two thousand. Oh, I mean, in this in this condition, <laughs> at least absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, these are highly sought after. Uh, I would imagine. It's um, even better than that, Paul. He's going to mint an NFT and he's going to assign the camera to it and he's going to auction it for millions. Yeah, I, I'm going to do that. Enough. I'm going to enough it. Um, the thing is, it takes pretty good pictures. Well, theoretically, it could take pretty good pictures. I've never managed to explore that aspect of it. But theoretically, it can take pretty good pictures. And um, I'm pretty sure that that is the camera that um, whenever I mention it, Rachel says, oh, um, is it... Uh, Clarice at um, Silvergrain. You guys spoke to him. I didn't. I wasn't there. Um, anyway, um, I think it's, you, you, everyone's looking at me blankly. Anyway, <laughs> it's somebody's favourite camera. I think it's Clarice. Um, but I apologize if I got that completely wrong. Um, loves that camera. So it's mm. got a double recommendation. So that's very exciting. <laughs> the it's a good prize. It's a good prize. And I'm sure prize. Paul will choose a worthy winner. Yeah. A worthy yeah. Dive, should we dive in? Let's mm. do it, John. <laughs> Run VT. <laughs> so just be, just as we do this, just to recap. So so we've had uh, we've had a, a, a pre round where Paul has has chosen a shortlist. Is that right? Yes, Paul has been through and picked a shortlist of nine images out. And we are starting with an absolute classic. So what am I enjoying here? Um, I think there's a, there's a couple of cliches coming together quite nicely here. Um, so I think I love the, the photo of a viewfinder. I think that is, that is brilliant. And it's taken it to another level. Normally you do a smartphone photo of a viewfinder. This is a film camera photo of a viewfinder. Yeah, good point. Obviously it's a petrol station. Mm. Maybe not at full night, but definitely enough to see the neon. That's excellent. Minus points for not being sinister, but we will. <laughs> in fairness, that film might be sinister, but it's this one that isn't. So, uh, yeah, good point. Yes, the good mm. point. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's a photo of sinister being used through the viewfinder on HB5, which meta cliche. 
Um, <laughs> and then, of course, the final, the, the thing that really elevates this beyond your normal meta cliche photo is then including the frame, Ilford HP5, the numbers, the frames. Oh, that is just, you know, real, real, real class, that is. That's, you know, it's authentic. Um, oh, so I, I love, so this is from Jonathan Becker. Um, and so he's got, the camera he's taking a picture of on the tripod obviously he's also got the camera that he's taking the picture with on another tripod mm. so he's stacking <laughs> tripods out on the streets and the camera that he's taking the picture with um is a uh, it's a medium format camera but it's a kind of uh, holger-esque in its capabilities so he stacked on close-up lenses onto the front then had to figure out where the focus point is using something on the back and then put the film in and then that's a lot gone into this seemingly quite simple a picture. Lot of work. Looking down the viewfinder of the TLR, it's great. So, did he then take a photo of the setup with another camera? Uh, I don't. Let me have a quick <laughs> look. Have, I don't you like a smartphone photo of a camera taking a photo of a camera taking Re a photo of a camera. Regrettably, I don't have that. Um, but uh, only the description, which was a delight. Um, yeah. But he does mention within the things that he he may have missed some cliches by not using Cinestill 800T or overexposed for, portrait by four stops, but you can't have it all. So at least he's aware of where, where he fell down. Um. Exactly. And if he was going for Instagram cliche as well, he did use portrait, then converted it to black and white as a filter. <laughs> it's room for improvement. I'm not saying that it's a perfect cliche, yeah. but it is an absolute cracker to get started on. Yeah, it's lovely layered. I think that's the thing with so many of the cliches within this is that they are so beautifully layered upon layer of mm. cliches going on. Uh, awesome stuff. What's next, John? Oh. So we move on to this. And again, this is one where I... Uh, the, phew, I'm, there's definitely cliche. So let's talk about the parts that are cliche. The cliche would be um, that could be a rainy platform. So we might have some reflection there. There's definitely some leaving it open. Is that a gas station? It might be a gas station. So there's definitely elements of cliche there, but ultimately the fact that it's turned into an abstraction makes it much more engaging, visually appealing than a straight rainy reflection of a gas station would be. So I, I feel like um, the, the artist here has all the strong concepts, but then their, their execution has let them down by them making a photo that is more interesting than it deserved to be. Um, <laughs> Because I actually, I actually really like this one. I look true. This one as well. Yeah, lovely. Taken through that rain-soaked window. Um, mm. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And, and the blur on the right, like it's not. I mean, it's probably not light painting, but there's some interesting thing that almost casts a veil, um, which again makes me think uh, and appreciate it, which is not the point. <laughs> <laughs> so um so this is from billy sanford um oh. and uh hang on one second um uh, so obviously as you mentioned paul petrol station on sydney still uh 800 was in his mind to do that um but because he wanted to really up the ante he decided to go through the rain soaked window um and <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it's worked very very well um it looks cool. Uh, the the other picture, because you mentioned about you know the neon lights and stuff. His other yeah. picture was of a Piggly Wiggly because he didn't have um, any fancy <laughs> any fancy buildings nearby, and I just love the name Piggly Wiggly, so I wanted to bring that <laughs> back up again. Um, but yeah, cool stuff. And it's because we've got so that's we 
two shots in um, and two petrol stations in. <laughs> and one of those was on Cine Still mm. 800. Smart. Okay, so I hadn't picked up that this is Cine Still. So, this okay. is Cine Still, yeah, this is on Cine Still. So, I mean, you, you one might. One point for Cine Still, minus a point for not having read me on them, the Hellation. Mm, yeah, yeah. If you can look at a Cine Still photo and not immediately say the word Hellation, then you're not. You're not cliching strongly enough, I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I also tough, you're a tough judge to please, Paul. <laughs> you really are. I mean, you're, you're well, demanding everything, aren't you? I know. I know. Well, oh, now this is again is the one that I <laughs> I really enjoyed. Now, I am a total sucker for double exposures, mm. um, notoriously so. Um, and again, this one made me uh, pause because. It, at first I thought, okay, that's three overlapping frames, but then mm -hmm. the fact that the clouds line up so well, is that a panorama with then an overexposing over the middle of it? Or is it three overlapping frames? Because the middle part looks almost too seamless. Definitely seems to be taken on something like a Diana or a Holger where you can wind on um, and stop accidentally, deliberately on purpose halfway through. Um, but again, what I like about it is it's really well exposed seascape. You've got, you haven't lost the detail uh, in the dark areas. You haven't blown up the clouds. Um, so despite the best efforts to um, totally overexpose it and overlap things to the point of oblivion, um, actually, again, if I saw this as a panorama, I think I'd stop and enjoy it quite a lot. Mm. Yeah, it's great. So this is from... Uh... Uh, one of our lists with one of the greatest names ever, uh, John Wolf Slater, which um, mm -hmm. for a great name. I mean, it's not just John Wolf. He's the guy who goes around the dissing wolves. He's the Wolf Slater, um, which is fabulous. <laughs> and this was taken on an Agfa Isolet 3, which is a medium format folding camera, um, which is very cool because I love those. And yeah, as you said, it's an, a panorama made up of three overlapping frames uh, created, as he says, in, as an homage to David Hume. Uh, by which, in his words, you can read total ripoff. Um, I think it's worked incredibly well uh, because for the, the reason that you said, for uh, it's just so well done. It looks too good to be true. Um, mm. uh, yeah, I don't know that any of you guys have tried doing that kind of multi-shot panorama thing with a film no. camera. I, I have in the past, and it's been a dog's dinner. <laughs> be the phrase I use. Um, Although this doesn't, the other reason I like this one is it reminds me of um, a Diana that I had that at some point started leaking light. I think it was through the rear window, but I never really quite worked it out. But basically, because on a Diana, I'd always forget whether I'd wound it on before taking the shot or after. So I'd always half wind it because <laughs> then you know you always wind the next one before you take a photo. But it meant that every single roll of film after a certain period of time came back with these overlapping, just uh, white squares stamped. <laughs> Which either, at the time I thought that's ruined the roll, but now I look at this and I go, actually, I should have done a full panorama and said it's deliberate. Mm -hmm. Claire, what do you think of this one? No, I really like this one. Um, I like the contrast of this image and I think... Um, this gentleman's got another one as well, hasn't he? Because I think I, I, I've seen it's quite a, the biblical skies. They're quite epic, aren't they? Mm, very nice and contrasty, yeah. Mm, I like the contrast, yeah. Yeah, I had to throw the other one out straight away because it, it, it looked like a really lovely photo. Um, <laughs> Boo! <laughs> exactly. It, 
it didn't really, it wasn't, I don't think it was particularly cliche because it was really well balanced. Yeah. Sun behind the cloud, again, without blowing it out. And yeah, very <laughs> dramatic, um, high skies and clouds. It was yeah, cool. biblical skies. Mm. Totally yeah. though, because I, I know Graham hates the Diana camera and I love the, I do really like the Diana camera, but I have the same issue of, um, wind you know making sure that you wind it winding it on and line it up and uh i was saying to graham last week that i'd kind of wasted a whole film roll because i i was i just wound a whole film on because all the way through I, just keep yeah. going keep going oh and actually a, a dirty secret i do actually love this this um cheap shots challenge has made me realize that i like a lot of shades. <laughs> probably do a lot myself but i actually do really like cine store garages um, and so I bought the the, the um, 800 film and um, the Sinistral one, the, the shot numbers are really faint, mm. so I couldn't see them and I thought I was, something had happened, but I'd actually wound them on. So when I did my next film, what I was doing, just taking pictures around my sort of area, every time I did a shot, I went back into my house so I could see that I was winding it on exactly because I was quite local, you know, so. Mm. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. You can't exactly shine a torch in the window either, can you? That's, that's yeah. not a good idea either. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, Some sort of a headlight. Yeah, Happy. but no, this is lovely, isn't it? It's kind of epic and, and the contrast is lovely. It is. I'm wondering what the people in the bottom left-hand corner are doing as well. And are they on the same exposure or are they on different exposures? Yeah. That's the that's thing. Right. Oh, I'm like, mm, how are they? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? We'll, yeah. nev we'll never right. know. We'll never know. We'll never know. And also, I, think, I think that's a really good point, though, from Clay, you're saying about you like cliches, because cliches came from lots of people doing the same things in the same way mm. because they like the look of it. Um, and also, when Graham and I were talking about this when we first had the idea, there is almost a deliberate uh, self awareness of the snobbishness of calling things cliched when mm. a lot of people learn through that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, the best, genuinely, the best way to learn about halation on Sinistral is to get out and find neon signs <laughs> and petrol stations. Are, uh, <laughs> so you're not going to knock it, but um, I think it's just then you see it through Instagram. There's particular. loads of them. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where it then becomes uh, a bit, a bit more overwhelming. All right, what's next, Yom? Oh, uh -huh. that's the sexy oh. model shot. <laughs> <laughs> this was brilliant. So there were two, two from Graham, um, very similar. Um, it's brilliant. It, it's close up. It's quite wide angle, so you've got the mm. distorted um, features. <laughs> no, that's just <laughs> how his face looks. <laughs> you've got the the very strong um, sort of blinds cutting yeah. across the face to create that. I, I, I had a lot of time for that. I, I was really stuck between the two um, because I think the other one was a bit more cliched in that it was also slightly out of focus. <laughs> <laughs> not very well composed <laughs> um, ultimately this one just kept i kept coming back to this so i don't know whether it's truly more cliche than the other but i think the concept of uh, a close-up wide angle with some kind of dramatic shadow sort of at light in place is enough and i really enjoyed this i loved i loved the expression i love the fact that <laughs> the focus is nailed um yeah it's actually quite again a, a very compelling portrait for me it's mm. great. I like it? it a lot. Yeah, it's great. So, uh, what's what's Graham done with the lighting here? Because I don't quite. He, he's is it emulating blinds or maybe yeah. even using blinds? Definitely. 
Uh, yeah, so I, it could be something as straightforward uh, as using blinds. I mean, there are there are ways of of doing it um, in it with you know sort of simulating it. Uh, so one thing you can do is if you if you've got a mirror, you mm. can put um, black electrical tape in a mirror in a in a grid pattern or whatever, uh, and you can bounce your light off the mirror, and that will that will carry mm. the the strength of shadows through the shot. Mm. Uh, another way of doing it, if you've got big LED panels or something like that, uh, you know, or or, or um, uh, actually, it would work with speed lights or strobes as well. Uh, if you put black tape in a, in a pattern across the diffusion fabric that you have so that the light comes out in a different way, mm. uh, that's another way of, of simulating it as well. Um, but uh, the, I think, yeah, you know, by, by far the simplest way would be to find a window with a blind on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a 1980s, um, like one of these 1980s private detective tv series <laughs> yeah it is yeah yes this is the promo shot isn't it this is the poster on there yeah this is the poster and we can just see the the titles and some of the the credits um mm. it's it's very yeah. it's probably worth mentioning this is graham young from the homemade camera podcast and um mm. and you should people should actually go and i mean as if you can't watch the video there will be a link in the show notes to see all of these pictures um as well and all the other ones that have been part of this um this is a very sultry shot of graham he's really he's got the come to bed eyes going on there i think the only reason for me it slightly loses points as a cliche is he does still have his shirt on and i think we can all agree <laughs> that if he's going to really lean into that cliche of sexy model with the blinds lighting he shouldn't have his shirt on um, is that an insight to this to the images that you've submitted for this round Greg? i mean sadly not sadly not all the ones that he looks at so much he thinks they're cliched yeah. <laughs> i mean that's yeah. the thing. Oh, at this point of people every time i open my phone <laughs> at this point pictures of me with my shirt off is a cliche so um yeah i didn't should have done that god damn it and if only mind you i don't think anybody would wanted to use the camera after it'd been sullied like that so private uh, eye graham private eye welcome. yeah it's cool it's a great shot okay what's next john oh, okay okay another another really good photo but um the reason i thought I'd, I'd give it some cliche points is because if you were reading in a textbook about leading lines in the composition section this would be the photo that would be used to illustrate the concept so you've got um these brilliant uh, you've got the vanishing points that slightly offset from center you've got really interesting black and white coming in the the, the really strong um horizontals and then the diagonals as well that, that make a very interesting photo mm. um so this really works you've got the triangles you've got the fact that the horizontals change from it being dark to almost inverting it's a really it's a really good black and white architectural mm. study but as i say um it is the perfect uh use of uh, leading lines of vanishing points so um a strong cliche in that regard very well done mm. yeah lit quite literally textbook stuff mm. <laughs> mm. and it's not just the leading in lines. a good way you've got you've got reflections in there you've got the shadows running across it's it's i mean as you said it's beautifully executed and it and it's also a perfect example of what you were saying earlier paul there's a reason why we take these pictures because i think if any of us were stood there and looked down there and saw that setup and didn't take a picture, all right, yes, it, it is, you know, we're all going to dip, but there's a reason why, because it looks fantastic, and, and this has been so well executed. Um, mm. uh, and, yeah. I even, so, like the, I even like the little white sticker that then breaks the yeah. 
£10,000. So it's even it's even taken to another level. But you're right, and actually that reminds me that when we first had this chat, it was because in the woods we'd both seen, I can't remember, there was a, a tree trunk that had fallen into a reflexive pool or something like that, and we both did stop and take identical yeah. photos yeah. And, then, and then laughed about how everyone would do the same. So I think that's absolutely right. You'd like to think we'd all stop and take a photo. I, I, my photo would not be this well composed. Um, <laughs> mm. But that's the, that's the skill. And yeah. uh, another thing I like about this, and, and actually with quite a few of the pictures that we've talked about today, which are using like the, the Poova Stark camera and the Agfaisalet, this was on an Icoflex 3, which is a, what is it, 19, hang on a second, the age of it isn't it? This is Juan Suarez, by the way, Juan Suarez's picture, um, a 1937 Icoflex. Um, and uh, yeah, fantastic picture. I, and I, I love seeing pictures like this and the other ones we've looked at because they, they really make you realise, ah, mm. okay, you can get amazing pictures with these cheap old cameras. Um, and yet we all still <laughs> anchor after the finest Hasselblads and Leicas. But there's something about this that I'm thinking as well that if that if this was taken, if this was night time and then it was lit with I don't know some LEDs or something, it could almost be um, a bit of like a portal into a different kind of zone, sort of a feel. Mm. Yeah. I think you're right. I think that it would remind me of the launch tubes on Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, uh, yes, or Space Odyssey. Yeah, I really yeah, like you it. Someone at the very end of it, couldn't you? Yeah. As a, as a dramatic character or model. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, fun space. Awesome stuff. Okay, here we go. So this is the closest thing I think that was submitted that was waterfalls. Um, <laughs> Instead, this was going upwards. Exactly. <laughs> you know where exactly. you went wrong, don't you, Paul? With all this, you did you not hear rule number one? You should never, never go chasing waterfalls. I mean, we all know that. <laughs> <laughs> Is it too late to reject the invite to this podcast? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> excellent segue. We actually agreed that earlier, and. Um, yeah, so we've got the banana. We do have um, some moving water. We have um, some slow exposure, although it's not enough to totally blur to the to the milky white water yeah, yeah, yeah. you will read about. Um, you can see some of the, the droplets frozen in time. Um, but I think uh, that that's definitely, definitely uh, worth hitting the cliche point from that regard. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, does it help? Uh, this is an important point. This picture was shot with a Nikon Fun Touch. Oh. <laughs> how do you feel about three. that? It, fun it's, Touch Three. Fun. I think I've had a Fun Touch for a while. If I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been a fairly successful line of cameras if they got to the third generation model. <laughs> uh. It's great. Yeah. Are you, again, waterfalls, are not waterfalls, um, fountains. You just kind of have to, don't you? You just have to go, oh, fountain. I've got to take that picture. Um, this is from Jack Bulkley. And, um, <laughs> yeah, he said, my, my cliche challenge is uh, not layered, but, you know, it's a point-and-shoot camera filled with HP5 and it's a fountain. Does it get less cliche than that? I don't think so. So, uh, good work. That's a point, actually. And I, don't, and I don't think I've been paying due consideration to the... The, the, the setup cliches mm. um, but yeah so point and shoot in hp5 is a very common way of starting film photography so if we call that cliche then i guess 
Yeah. Just a side note on the Fun Touch series, right? I've just Googled it and it turns out they did six generations of Fun Touch cameras. <laughs> the the funner touch. <laughs> You're a brave man for Googling Fun Touch live on there. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I Googled Nikon Fun Touch. Oh, okay. Less, less, Face less. Was on. It's fine. We're all good. <laughs> okay, what's next, John? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. oh, <laughs> I mean, the camera face man. What, what was brilliant? I think this is, is it, uh, John Michael, I think it is. Yeah, um, John Michael Mendeza. John Michael submitted, it was a series, in fact, of um, this type of photo, the whole um, self portrait or portrait in a mirror. I want to say it's a mirror because that would be more cliche. So I'm going to assume mirror, um, on, unless you tell me otherwise. Um, photo in the mirror dramatic lighting um nice smart shirts are getting dressed up for the occasion um, and then it submitted several with different facial expressions which i really really enjoyed so it was a challenge to find the most cliched one and actually the reason that this one came out was because of the the visual I'm not sure it's a pun but there's some kind of play there with the dual lens and the eyes and the yeah the the nose yeah um, so there's another layer to this one that elevates it past. Mm. It looks like Wally. Yes, yes, that's right. Maybe there's some kind of commentary on the human robotic nature of photography. Mm. Uh, that's quite a cliche <laughs> word. Maybe. Right. <laughs> exactly. Is so that's what like elevates this one out of the series. But frankly, mm. I could have picked any of them. Sorry, Claire. No, I was just saying the lighting on this is fantastic. It's beautifully lit. Yeah, it's kind of a film noir, very mm. hard light, isn't it? And it's deliberately shaped to just like his face, but not even his hair or his neck or anything like that. So it's very, 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 very uh, deliberately shaped. Mm. Yeah. And um, and in the email, uh, he mentions the fact that he wanted this um, very sort of hard thing. So he was using um, Washi S sound recording film. Nice. And, and Pan F. Um, and these were inspired by an image. I think we talked about these on the show in the past, but this is inspired by an image uh, by um, Andreas Feininger called the photojournalist, which is a sort of I I iconic picture where he's holding his Leica and it's kind of like half his face is the Leica. And it's um, it's a pretty incredible image, which we probably should have been organised enough to share beforehand, but I forgot to look it up. But um, also, <laughs> I, mentioned, I mentioned these before as well, but uh, John Michael did also send me. Um, uh, the actual darkroom prints of these pictures as well. Um, oh, wow. so they're lovely, and they look even better as darkroom prints than they do. Uh, obviously, uh, the classic. There we go. Hey! <laughs> so, yeah, in Richard, you might have the the other one that I really liked was where the contrast was pushed even further. So it's almost like a balaclava. The oh, you lose so much detail. Uh, and that would be this one. That one. Yeah. That, one, yeah. that was the other one that I was really <laughs> tempted by, but then I realised it was. Uh, more because it was a really captivating image rather than anything else. Really lovely. <laughs> yeah. It's very... That reminds me of like a David Bailey portrait. Um, I don't know why, but it does. Yeah. Like... Pick it up through the YouTube, but you can actually read what's on the lens. Um, so the detail and the focus is, is exceptional. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So um, 
uh, as we keep mentioning what the cameras use this so I will just um, mention again it's Beltica a Beltica folding camera again like I said folding cameras you get, some, get a lot of bang for your buck with that um, mm. and he was using his auto knips which again inspired me to get my little auto knips um, self timer everybody needs an auto knips um, so that's very cool and uh, yeah really really great stuff um, you're right the eyes aren't they and the, the little eyes and, and nose it's great yeah really really well executed I mean that thing of because uh, as he said in the thing you know, this idea of the um, picture for the photographer with the camera held in front of his face and that was what he wanted to explore and then he looked into it to see well what where did this start? Oh, well done, John. Look at John, king of Googling. There's the Andreas Feininger original image. Mm. So you can see what his inspiration was. And I think that really shows how incredibly well he did bringing it to life. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic shot. Yes. Fantastic. Okay, uh, what's next? We must be getting through these now. Mm. Just a couple more to go, yeah. Mm. Okay, so this one got an automatic uh, shortlist for tram lines. Yeah. Okay. anything with uh tram lines being the main focus and um i definitely i mean i lived in geneva for a year and i was very guilty of every intersection stopping and nearly getting hit uh by bicycles in order to do something like this and extra points for being low to the ground so mm. an unconventional viewpoint of a conventional street scene i thought that was very good i'd have liked to see something like um pedestrian leg stepping over to create a nice triangle to frame the trams mm, to mm. Yeah, layer a cliche on top of that um but no this is this is a very strong photo uh, a, a really nice um european style city i don't know where it is but um and also i found that the sun shape really really interesting yeah um, and i was trying to work out what gives it that really distinct beams that is Starburst. this thing basically mm -hmm. that that this filter that's on here because I, 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 i've got a couple of pictures that i, took that I haven't shared this thing but this is a um they it did exactly that split it in exactly the same way and this is a ooh, 057 filter um cocaine filter but yeah it's that kind of start mm. i'm not going to wrestle this off here whoever gets this camera can wrestle it comes off fine everybody don't worry but yeah that's what it is it's these filters they're plastic front and they're scored to split it up i um, like that yeah, it's fun. Also, uh, we'll come on to what it does to the film later. But um, yeah, they're fun and work well with stuff like that. Looks very cool. And they're cheap as well. There were two, I think, that he'd done that both had um, the the same. Um, and yeah, I was trying to work out whether it was a function of the aperture size or shape or something, but a filter, a filter yeah. makes lots filter, yeah. So this is from Mark Thompson. And uh, this was shot on a Lubitel. So I think he deserves sympathy for that obviously um yeah he's using a, a coke and starburst filter which are the cheapest of um special effects things you can pick up these days you can get the, the coke can adapters to go on the front and i mean let me put it like this if you want one i've got dozens of those adapters i feel like because they just they're everywhere and every time you buy a camera there's one shoved in a bag somewhere with it um and, isn't isn't there an album cover from like the 90s is it embrace and they've got is it are they in like manchester walking around buildings with something like this with sort of the sun like this or am i have no i dreamt no idea yeah. <laughs> you might have done i don't <laughs> i'll be honest <laughs> 
embrace and not occupying a large space in my brain at this point. <laughs> but yeah, it's really fun. Very well executed again. And yeah, as you said, nice and low to the ground. Look along there, get the sun in. It's worked very nicely. Very nicely. Oh. <laughs> and here we go, the final one. So, um, yep, you you win uh, cliche points here straight mm -hmm. away. And I think was this is this bill too? Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so you've got uh, you've got a lovely vintage color cast. Yeah. Um, that we can that we can see. You've got things beautifully out of focus. Um, so technical imperfection as art, definitely. Um, and then you've got uh, the the hands being led into the scene. Um, but again, I really enjoyed this twist on it because this is a very analog and lo-fi version of um, the Instagram uh, cliche. Have, um, we got any, have we got any production notes, Greg? Because yeah, it's a... I do. Yeah, what, 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 I have <laughs> what would you like to know? Because what I what I think is great about this is that this is such mm -hmm. a working within the limitations of lockdown situation. Mm. I was going to say, because he hasn't made a trip specially, has he? So no, uh, he I has not. the pronunciation of this wrong, but it's is it Uluru is the right pronunciation? Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, and so so clear, clearly his bill doesn't live near there, as far as as best I know. Um, uh, he, he look, I'm going to guess at the uh, that he has made this image by projecting an old slide or something like that of the mm -hmm. photo and then setting up the two little toy characters in the front yeah yeah i don't know whether it's projected yeah. or whether it's just a print sat behind it um because i think that the, um, is, yeah but yeah oh, that's could be print. Exactly yeah, yeah, what it is yeah, yeah absolutely ah, okay um, very, very good yes uh this was shot with i'm not sure whether you're familiar with this camera aid it's a pentax auto 110 that bill has somehow come <gasps> that's into an position amazing of. that's an amazing cheap shots camera that is, <laughs> that, is, that is yes for this is that don't know the story behind that 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 110 that pentax auto 110 used to belong to me and i did use it for the cheap shots challenge i think uh, several rounds yeah um and uh it found a better home with bill uh a year or so ago um it was uh in one of my one of my clear outs so um i you know very glad to know that it's found a better home and it's going to get more love and attention mm. well it's doing on travels as well mm. yeah 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 at the same time i think on the same day i i sent another camera to a, a mate of mine in ireland bills arrived in about 10 days the one in the one to ireland took i think it was seven months wow <laughs> <laughs> the the post wasn't doing so well back in lockdown one. Oh god no no it really wasn't yes i really um, want to know what the dollars you know yeah I, sadly that i can't tell you um i no, do, 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 sorry go ahead claire Bill will have to let us know. Bill will have to let you know. Um, I'm good without having that information. Um, he said the, <laughs> the film... lady went on another adventure. The lady featured there went on another adventure with one of his other submissions. Uh, yeah. Around Sydney, apparently. So um, maybe there is an entire an entire series or a zine on the way, and we're just seeing the very start. Maybe. Yeah. Um, he says. 
the the film he used was packaged as Metropolis, but the rebate says purple, so your guess is as good as mine. Um, uh, and he also says he particularly enjoys the bouquet of this image, which extends from the background through the subject itself and into the foreground, which I think is <laughs> fabulous. He actually leaves the screen and enters your own eye, blurring your vision for a few it's minutes. all bouquet all the time, yeah. I mean, and my understanding is that you can never have enough bokeh so i mean good work very good work there there's also vignetting mm. so that's mm. that a good okay. cliche point definitely yeah yeah it's very good very good um so that is all of them is it that is all of them okay that well, is all of them. well i've i'd like to be the first to say paul that is a fantastic selection mm. that, yeah all, all of them are, are brilliant uh, and i i having now that we've been through them i'm totally with you on how confusing it must be to choose a cliche when you're expecting to choose something crap but you get actually really good photos <laughs> And now I think when people then sat down and, and you invest the time in a project, I think people really struggle to just stop at that first obvious photo and actually enjoy playing with it, playing with it, to the point where I would happily spend quite a lot of time with any of those photos uh, in their own life. Yeah. Um, so really well done to everyone. Thank you for embracing uh, a crazy idea that Graham and I had out on, uh, on, on one of the mid, uh, between lockdown walks. But <laughs> there does have to be a winner because much though... Honestly, I could probably be persuaded to uh, take a hammer to this and smash it into nine different pieces. I wouldn't. It's a good working camera. But Paul, who is going to win the mm, IS-1000? <laughs> well, it has to be, for me, as I look through, and we've been through it, there, there, is, there are great cliches, there is a lot of art, but there is one that scored really highly on both of those measures. And for me, that is... John Michael Valtica with his, there we go, with the Rolly Flex face camera. And actually, when I saw that, the photo that you put up, I have seen that photo before. I, I must have been tangentially aware of it because of the um, similarities here. So for me, this wins because it is it is clearly um, paying homage to uh, a very well-known photo, yet it is done with a level of skill and artistry and technical delivery. Um, that I think is is well above uh, the average and well above what I expected people <laughs> to invest into this project. So huge congratulations! That well, for me, outstanding. Yeah. Well done, John Michael and Lisa. <laughs> and excellent you. choice. Yeah, and yeah. a, and a excellent choice and a worthy winner. Yeah, absolutely. I said tough crowd because so many. Well, all of the pictures had thought and energy put into them to create something that was more than just boom um i can see all that made it harder fortunately paul you'll be glad to hear that i did and i very much did what you wanted to do which was the minimum of thought and ah, click so uh, um so we should probably move on to that then without further ado should we move on to the host pictures well why not why, why not? not uh and shall we start with aid pictures <gasps> you want to start with mine so do you want to talk us through aid what what you were doing with yours because yours was a process yours was a thought out thing mine was a thought out thing and a process and so i was uh, uh so uh, as we know not not being uh, anymore as we just said uh the owner of the pentax auto 110 i was using my instax camera so 
I was thinking to myself, well, you know, cliches, I've got instant fill. Mm -hmm. And I went with what is it, a, a modern emerging cliche of the last couple of years, which is the theme of sky replacement. <laughs> okay. So where you replace the sky in your photo with something looks a little bit more dramatic, mm. which is quite tricky to do mm. unless you've got really small scissors. Because <laughs> <Insta> <laughs> Because, as you know, like Instax minis are not very big. And if you're going to replace the sky in a shot, right? Yeah. See, look, see, John, John's showing us a couple now. So, so yeah, I'd say, I'm sure you'd agree these are seamless. <laughs> <laughs> they're depressingly, they really are. God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there's uh, so I've I've been out shooting lots of sky photos uh, and then shooting yeah just normal photos around and I had to try and pick some that we'd we'd uh, we'd map together um, and uh, you'll notice that some of my uh, some of my instaxes are taller than you might <laughs> the, yeah the they usual are. Insta <laughs> like, I had noticed <laughs> um, and it's not because I've got a, a fancy instax camera that takes instax. 16 by 9 or anything like that it's just uh it's just yeah the the lining up of these things i thought and, you had uh, the um hasselblad x-pan instax yeah the, the, the yeah yeah so i've just been running around shooting these things trying to figure out what works uh and and what doesn't and uh you know some work better than others i find it's quite hard yeah yes well john's on this one and um, i find it's quite hard to to select trees and cut around trees with scissors um, it's a bit like my Photoshop skills, actually, that which are which are pretty poor. I'm never very good at the selects <laughs> in Photoshop either, to be honest. I appreciate but, that John uh, is for the, for the watching or for the listening. John is zooming right in to just show that it is very hard to cut around tree leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've done a very good job, Aid. Yeah, if that had been me, it would have been a straight line across, done. Well, I did think about that in a couple of them, and that's why you'll see that a lot of uh, the, these pictures, the lower half of the image is, is a, a roof line or something like that, you know, where it is just in the real world a straight line. That that made the uh, the, the production of the images uh, a, a lot easier. Um, yeah, and you see, the, you know, yeah, here's, here's one that John's showing now. Uh, oh, I'm not sure that. I understand yet why they're so tall. <laughs> it's, it's more more a personal more personal preference to be honest paul it's you know i quite like tall images if i'm going to have port yeah you know, i quite like wide screen type images and mm -hmm. and then tall images i like i like to be you know a two to one or, or greater ratio be it portrait or landscape so but are these so. are these instaxes that are that are taken both cut out and then put together or one cut out and overlaid no, no, no. They've taken a completely different time. So, so the 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 bottom half of the shot and the top half of the shot are taken at completely different times. Amazing. So my my skies are deliberately full frame skies. This uh, is how I make them so yeah. So so how I make them so tall, uh, and uh, the the bottom part of the picture I'm cutting around you know, to where where the border with the sky would be uh, with with little scissors, which is quite a fiddly little job, but fun. So this one that that John is showing showing now is is my entry, if you like, for the uh, for, for the hosts round of the cheap shots challenge. Uh, this is this is one which I thought came out the the most realistic uh, uh, of all of them. 
um, and uh, you know, have a look, see what you think. Yes, I think you've done a great job with that. I do. I didn't know it was a cliche until now because I don't pay attention to what's going on. But this whole sky replacement thing is actually quite a big thing that people are doing these days. Uh, yeah, there's, there it is, and there's a lot of software that's being sold, be it software, really? yeah, be it apps for phones or computer software that say they use AI to do sky replacements and and things like that. There's also, um, you know, automatic touching up of portraits and stuff mm. like that as well. You know, it's like I want that, you know, and instead of having us, you know, uh, you know, uh, like you do in in Lightroom where you 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 pick a gradient filter and you place it very delicately over the eye and you change the exposure mm. and contrast of the eye and stuff like that. You just get one slider these days. It just says brighter eyes and you slide it and the eyes go brighter. It's it's quite so Amy, are you are you gonna be selling this as a plug in then for Photoshop? What a pair of nail scissors and a pack of Instax. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. I was like, where do you download? Oh, you don't download. You get posts. This is a film <laughs> photography podcast, is it not? <laughs> So uh, yeah, so well, if if you want to talk bundles after the show, then, you know, we, did, we we could do a collab. <laughs> <laughs> I'll supply secondhand nail scissors, and you can supply the film. Oh, perfect! Oh, that sounds uh, good. No. <laughs> that sounds like a good collab to me. <laughs> anyway, there we go. So that was that was my attempt at cliches. Sky replacement, bit of a modern cliche. Don't know if it qualifies, but Paul will be the judge of that. A lot of effort as well, Aid. Yeah, absolutely. You put in. You definitely put in more thought and effort in than I did. Um, but what about you, Claire? Let's look at Claire's pictures because I don't know, just Ooh. look at Claire's yet. Wait for them to. Oh, oh, that was one I threw in. <laughs> so yeah, I I, I was thinking. Um, well, I see a lot of it on Instagram. You know, girls taking pictures of themselves with their cameras, kind of in the mirror. So this was <laughs> this was on that theme. I did have another one where I kind of had the camera lowered down and I did like real pout, but I didn't bother to put that in. So <laughs> this is one camera to, um, yeah, camera in the mirror shot. So um, what camera did you use but, to take this picture, Claire? Uh, oh, that one was a Canon 300. I was going to say, it's a stupid question, really. I mean... But it is a picture of camera in the mirror, so it's yeah, going to yeah. be the camera that you're holding. I realise that with hindsight, <laughs> I could probably have answered that question very much for myself by just going, "Oh, it's the Canon." Yeah, that's cool. Mm. Mm. So you did slightly bail on your um, Diana this time. No, around. no, well, no, no, no. I put that one in because that was on 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 the uh, the Diana is coming up. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. here we go. So I tried. Now then, I was kind of was actually going to do the cine still <laughs> petrol station but i thought i did that for um one of our other challenges mm. so i try to think of some more cliches so and staying local and everything so i don't know if you agree with me or not but i thought kind of um i thought fields of corn are quite a bit of a cliche aren't they mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you have like a um I don't have it on office in this picture, but you know, you see them, don't you? And they have like sometimes a poppy or something in, in the field. Mm -hmm. So I did a, a, a cornfield. Well, I mean, you did a field so, with some tall stuff in it. You definitely did not do a cornfield in February well, in Wales. Grass, <laughs> grass. Yeah, that was one. And then my next. Technicality. One, yeah, sorry. Yeah. This was like my Swan Lake. It should be. Um, oh, 
here it is it should be the other way around like that so this is um i remember um swans used to be a bit of a cliche didn't they especially kind of like on diana cameras um so yeah so here, here, here's my here's my swans my swan lake nice picture <laughs> of a swan it's a nice, oh. nice. It's a. Did, I obviously took it at night. I'm guessing. A bit skew it. Well, actually, um, Graham, it was um, the Danf and, and you know the flash, but it was it wasn't completely night. No, it was sort of towards the end. It was getting on towards the end of the day, but it came out. You know, it looks very nice. Yeah. So I tried to think of a couple of different ones. So they're on my Diana camera. I think they're very cool. nice, and they're very yeah. nice, and I really like the lighting in that first one with of you with the um, camera in front of your face. Um, oh, that one, yeah. Yeah, very yeah. nice lighting, very nice. Was it? I went in my head that one of the Lomography either film packets or their cameras had, I think, a swan with a very similar aesthetic as like swans. Yeah, and I'm like, I've, and I know I've seen a photo like that. Yeah, swans a were a cliche. I did do a horse, but I, I, I didn't put the horsey in, so yeah. <laughs> okay, and last and least, let's look at what I farted out for this round of the Sheep Shorts Judge. So uh, mine were um, cliches in the sense that it's the same boring cliche stuff that I always take pictures of. Uh, I I wanted to do something more interesting and then I just did. Oh, hang on. Well, this was my vague attempt. This was the one attempt at doing something more interesting when my boys were up last time. Uh, and this is me trying to get them to do, you know how you did the heart around the sun? Well, that's the, the um, heart around a um, sign that says warning danger of death. Um, but the 35 uh, millimeter film, it was asking a bit too much of it to resolve that, especially as it was going through that filter. Cause I just stuck the filter on there. I thought, well, come hell or high water, I'm using this. It was a very gray overcast day. Um, not ideal for using a starburst filter, but you know, you've got to lean into these things, I think. Um, and what I found was, and it's not, doesn't show up on the pictures here. Um, okay, so actually, well, okay. Could you, can you go to just the, the, uh, the, the picture of the cat? So, because uh, there's, there's a real story of it. So, first picture, and that's yeah, that. Well, there you go. So, a picture <laughs> of a cat, classic cat. That's great. Uh, everyone has a picture of a cat, and there's a picture of flowers, um, which are a, both a cliche and very much a personal cliche. And then I think the ultimate personal perfect thing is a cat in flowers, which uh, <laughs> it, it multiplies exponentially the greatness of that picture. Um, so, is this you know. No, this is my mum's cat. This is my uh, mum's cat, Charlie, uh, in front of some hellebores or behind some hellebores, um, just far enough behind them for it to not be in focus. But you know, as long as you don't look too closely. And it was this taken on the is one thousand stuff. This was it, it is one thousand. Yeah, I said that that okay. camera is pretty good, and this was my first time using um, Kentmere film. This was Kentmere <laughs> four hundred, and um, yes, yeah, nice film. I was quite surprised by how contrasty it is not in a bad way but it was quite contrasty and it was um that filter the starburst filter i got two pictures of a tree they're very boring pictures were they which is why i didn't do it with them but they're just pictures of a tree one with the filter and one without and it's amazing how it lowered the contrast quite nicely actually on the one without so it's like, okay this might have uh, more uses but yeah mm. i like the kentmere um i can see because it's a film that's come up quite a lot with people using it for the cheap shots challenge but yeah. it's done quite a nice job um you know like i said that's those those flowers are just green and white and it's actually managed to 
pick out fairly well and yeah it's not bad at all lots of bokeh there as well this camera does bokeh it has a macro mode so you press a button it zooms the lens out look at look at all that macronizing there 35 mil look at the detail just if you find any dust on there john i'm gonna swing for you oh, there is dust there's like a big hair on the cat's nose well i mean there's many hairs on the cat's nose but that's but not that cut the other one the one in the flowers is it all right so i know there's dust there john thank you god you're making me look bad that's if i need oh, yeah. your help yeah. Uh, yeah so there you go that mm. that that was my feeble attempt at uh cliche which when held up against our listeners um thoughtful efforts and indeed aids efforts with cutting and literally pasting i feel like i did very very poorly but fortunately um that's not my place to say my place is to say that my pictures are definitely the best picture and i should win um but paul i do you... like the flowers the one is it are they bluebells i don't know they mm. are summer snowflakes or leucoium um okay so, yeah they're very nice um, just because it takes me back to the time when you and I first met mm -hmm. you know, in, in the uh, the old days of the pixelated photographer forums uh, and you used to post a lot of flower photos. Yeah, yeah, I did. And, and so so they are definitely, uh, you said it yourself, they're definitely a personal cliche. They really are, yeah. That was so taken... good, to, good to see you taking it, good to see you getting back to taking flower Thanks. photos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the world needs more flower photos, I think. It's, that's what's been lacking. We need you sitting there, Graham, um, eating a flake. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe, maybe next time I'll I'll work on that. Or me yeah. and the bathtub eating a flake is think is what the world is crying out for. But uh, or screaming out against it's one of the two. I can never remember which it is. Fine <laughs> line between joy and horror. I've always found that. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So, Paul, you now need to. I mean, oh, what a tough choice. Um, how are you going to pick between aid, hard work, care, attention to detail and thoughtfulness? Um, Claire's uh, beautiful pictures on her Diana, which is a, a high difficulty level camera to make anything good come out of. Um, or my picture of a cat. And bear in mind, we're on the Internet, so cat definitely should get bonus points because cat. <laughs> this this is a tough one. You've all approached it very differently. Um, I. I have to say straight away that in third place, you didn't ask me to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel in my heart, I can see the way that this is going. <laughs> I'm afraid that in third place is very clearly Graham. Um, oh, and the reason is consistently, okay, I'm, I'm going to try and judge this consistently across, you know, that your, your listeners and now the judges. Mm -hmm. These photos, I look at them and I don't immediately think cliche. I look at them and that the first thing I think is, these are really nice photos. <laughs> and for that, terrible job. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> one of the, the cat yawning is like possibly cliche in that maybe it's seen it before. If you caption <laughs> it something like pseudo safari, then maybe you'd have an extra point for like trying to be ironic about wildlife. But mm -hmm. I'll that's just a really lovely photo mm. uh, and similarly flowers flowers might be cliche but um at the moment with it being spring and everything that that lifted my spirits so um i mean you missed the focus on the third one that was that was a good good point but, yeah um, yeah but ultimately i right. let yourself down um mm. with, with the 
the with a high quality of photography. So sorry, Graham, you are definitely not in the running. So then I have a tough choice mm. between um, two people who put uh, a lot of effort in um, <laughs> with very different results. Um, and I think AIDS ability to take an overall photography cliche and adapt it to analog is mm. outstanding. However, <laughs> however, <laughs> maybe because I don't live in the digital photography world, the idea of swapping the skies is actually the first time I've heard of this. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. So not a cliche to you then? Sadly, I would look at it like that's a really new and interesting, unique way of approaching photography. <laughs> <laughs> You're a trendsetter, aid. The sky you have with the sky you want. Mm. That seems crazy to me. So unfortunately, um, I've walked away from that as a new and unique. Um, and therefore, Claire is the winner. But it's not purely because of discounting the other two. <laughs> I there's two ones that really come out to me. This photo, the self-portrait in the mirror, with the, the yellow lighting, with the sort of the brownie-yellow um, background, <laughs> with the camera that is very clearly not... The most beautiful of Leicas uh, and <laughs> <laughs> plastic cannon versus the, the sky replacement, which, as I say, is a brand new idea to me. I see this photo, this type of photo, uh, several times a day, um, and I think it's the fact that I, it's the color scheme for me that really brings this. Mm. To life. And then I must say as well, the swans one. I, I'm going to find the Lamography product that had this plastered all over it. <laughs> I swear yeah. is a photo I, I've seen. And the fact that that is, um, I have that strong a feeling towards it shows that cliche has been absolutely nailed. So, Claire, you Thank you, you so much. Well done, Claire. Oh, well thank done, Claire. you, Paul. Congratulations. Um, really good work. And, and Aid, I'm really sorry. I feel really bad. I'm now going to go and Google it, <laughs> and I'm sure be overwhelmed by the mediocrity of... Uh, <laughs> of how many people like hdr is it like hdr like 10 years ago when everyone was just whacking up hdr to the max uh it, it kind of is that you need to check out a, a product called luminage it's a software product that does all of this yeah. ai stuff and replaces things automatically but the, i mean there are loads of phone apps that do it as well but what I'm waiting for is uh, face swapping, where <laughs> my face can be swapped with that of somebody oh look what john's found john's found it oh yeah it's a holger <laughs> A dark version. That's not the one I have in my head because the one I have in my head is very much the really dark background <laughs> and sort of, Actually, Lomography have two <laughs> swaps, <laughs> which I think makes the point even better. It, it does. It does. Uh, that's awesome. Hey, John, now that we've been through all the pictures, are you gonna, you gonna um, put your face up on screen so we can see your beautiful face? Come and join us. Get, get that Holger off there. Get your get your face on the photos, and if not, what cliche would he now want to capture? That's a good question. Hold on, I need to do some technical stuff. What was that? Sorry, Paul. <laughs> I, I was saying, did you take any cliches for this? Um, and if not, no. is there one that, as you've looked through this, you've thought, I really want this cliche in my photographic portfolio? I'll I'll come and join you in a second and answer that question. Uh, okay just well, before well, yeah while you're doing the technical stuff john graham you were starting to say something before we before i rudely interrupted you with, with what john had found 
Oh, um, I can't imagine it was anything remotely important. Um, so, so that's fine. I can't remember what it was. It's gone from my head. Um, but no, uh, well done, Claire. That's awesome. A very worthy yeah. winner with your uh, great big down in front of your face. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, well, I, do you need more time, John, or are you oh, here, right, he's just, juggling he's juggling the cards to make room for there he is so john just because we, we haven't been able to ask you throughout what's your feeling on the, the entries we got for this round i, I agree with paul they were too good <laughs> <laughs> generally when like you see a cliche or particularly on like on social media i just skip past it immediately because you've seen them a million times before mm. but some of these it's just like Oh, actually, they've they've gone beyond the cliche and turned mm. them into something unique, which is uh, admirable of the listeners. Yeah, they're all quite arresting, aren't they? Which I think is fantastic. Um, there were a couple of other things I just wanted to very quickly mention um, this week because they're sort of vaguely timely. One, uh, we'll talk about it again later. I just want to say a quick thank you to uh, my, <laughs> our good friend, Alex. Uh, Alex Purcell, um, Grainy Blur. Hey, look, you got into it! Uh, um, <laughs> lover actually of 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 Alex's the horses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a, a, a zine of this is Alex's first zine, which is kind of crazy to me. Um, because you just thought it made one ages ago of his pinhole photography. Um, Alex does loads of pinhole photography, makes loads of his own cameras. It's a really lovely zine, and what I love about Alex's work with pinhole is that he really uses the medium to to get the mess. To, to get the best out of it, to get some really extreme angles and really lean into it in a way that I always fail miserably to do with pinhole. And I always end up with pictures I could have taken on an ordinary phone and just on an ordinary camera and just not been so blurry. So um, that's really lovely. Thank you, Alex. Um, yeah, very much. Thank you, Alex. And you'll find Alex's grainy blur on Instagram and Twitter. So if you go and check out those places, you'll find more about it. John's got his copy too. Everyone's got their copy. There you go. It's a great book. Um, also wanted to mention because it is uh, timely um, Ethan Moses our good friend Ethan Moses who at this point I am starting to resemble more than I had realised I looked at the video he shared he's like oh no Ethan and I are becoming twinsies in this sense um, he is developing something called the boop boop trigger because of course it's called the boop boop trigger this is Ethan uh, and this is something which is he's designed to make um Scanning slides, digitizing mounted slides, mm. super easy. Um, so if you are somebody or you know somebody who has got hundreds or thousands potentially of old slides that you need digitizing, this is absolutely something that you should check out. Um, we will probably have Ethan on for a quick uh, Sunny 16 podcast extra within the mm -hmm. next week or so to talk about it. But in the meantime, there is a video that he's put up about it, uh, super fast slide scanning with the boop boop trigger. Uh, and we'll put a link in the show notes to that so you can go and have a look at it and check it out. And I think he's got an article going up on 35MMC as well, which you can go and read. Um, but yeah, it's just lovely to see. There you go. I don't, I'm not quite sure. That's the, art, that's the article on 35MMC. Thank you, John. Uh, it's on um, Emulsive, this one. Oh, it's so on again, Emulsive. There, one on... Oh, there you go. There, there is one on uh, 35MMC as well. So whatever your flavour is, you can go to those places and uh, check yeah. it out. Um, so very cool. Was there anything else that we were supposed to be talking about this week? I can't remember now. My um, brain. I saw on Twitter today um, FP4 Party. Mm. Uh, that I know is very Twitter-focused, so if you're not on Twitter, it might be a bit tougher. 
Um, but I think last year it got a bit screwed over by by uh, COVID, whereas now they've had time to, to plan it. So um, if I can throw that into the mix, <laughs> mm. I think it's Sandeep and Emulsive and a couple of others, I think, um, uh, run it. And I think the rules are, let me just quickly check, shoot FP4, Ilford's FP4 Plus on the first week of April, post it on the third. So I don't know if there's prizes or what the facility is, but I just thought, um, I saw it today and I, and I thought, uh, mm. I'm not involved with it. Is FP4 nicely in stock, Paul? Yes. <laughs> oh, it's worrying you. You had to think for a second. I'll check that tomorrow. Yes, sure. No, Ilford Films. Ilford Films are okay. So. Awesome. That's great to hear. Great to hear. A- anything else we should be remembering? I don't think so. Not that not, not <laughs> I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of. New, um, for trying uh, the cliche uh, Instagram challenge tomorrow. So if this goes out on the Thursday, can we all put tomorrow afternoon a cliche photo with a cliche caption just to uh, see if anyone tweaks? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know, I know the cliche I'm going to do. It's a picture of a sign where the, the caption is just the text that's on the sign. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Stop. Yeah, stop. <laughs> Collaborate and listen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that would be fantastic. Yeah, we should definitely do that. We should definitely do that. Um, well, thanks again, I guess, to everybody who contributed for this round. It's been a really fun seeing everyone's pictures. Um, seeing as you came up with this round, Paul, we won't in, we won't impose on you to come up with the next one. We will uh, we'll find somebody or some other way of doing it. But we will have another round of cheap shots challenge again soon. I'm kind of hopeful that as we head into better times and warmer times, that people will be able to get out more with their cameras and um, get back into the cheap shot mode a bit more. Um, uh, because yeah, it's a fun thing to do and. It makes me feel really good seeing the work that it's inspired. Actually, it, like seeing the like um, John Michael's winning picture, but not just that. All the entries, you look at that and go, "I'm really pleased that this fun challenge inspires somebody to go, to go out and take the time and make that." Like your Instax pictures, aid. You're like the fact that I think without this, you would never have done that, and you've got a really cool thing out of it at the end. It's awesome. It is. It's good fun. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and of course, Claire. Congratulations to you as well. <laughs> I have to be nice to Claire. If it was eight, I'd be screaming so loud like right now. It is, there is a certain bias in your behaviour. I have yeah. noticed, actually, that yeah. you're being very, very nice to Claire whenever you've <laughs> lost to me in the past. It's because whenever I've really, lost yeah. to you, I've been robbed, robbed by malignant forces, I think is why. <laughs> um, but, uh, well, oh, actually, don't, and I'll put a link in again. Um, at Silver Grain Classics, because Rachel did send us this thing, we'll put a link in the show. Silver Grain Classics have got advert for a very uh, cool new retreat they're planning. Um, uh, which So go and check that out. There'll be a link in the show notes. Post haste, go and check that out. Um, that'd be cool. Mm. <laughs> That's okay. all I'll say about that. Are we, is that us done then for, for this show? Okay, so, well, in Max's case, I, I think I should probably, just as I close the show, uh, apologise for suggesting up front that this might be a longer than usual <laughs> show. Um, you know, it, that is, you know, I have good reason, you know, there's good historical precedent to 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 say that the, the Cheap Shots show's gone on a long time. In fact, I'm sure there's one round that we're actually in another multiverse still recording. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think poor, poor Johnny Sissons is... Uh, 
is still recovering from that show, which we spent over two and a half hours recording and didn't even get onto the host shots. We had to do that on a separate day. Poor, poor Johnny. We learned from that. He was a star. He He was was brilliant. He was brilliant. And he was very forgiving too. Thank goodness. (laughs) So at least we've learned a little bit of our lesson and we haven't subjected Paul to to too much of that this evening. But thank you again, Paul. Um, uh, Good to to speak to you. Good to see you. And uh, thank you for judging the show this time around. Right. Uh, Well, I guess that's it then, isn't it, folks? Uh, Mm. We have been the Sunny 16 podcast uh yeah cheap shots challenge sunny 16 these things these are the cliches that 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 you think of when you think about film photography podcasts are they not come on now um we will play you out with rachel's band rocker uh, you can get their album promises i should have kept on itunes on amazon on spotify i think now on soundcloud mm. uh go check them out uh you hear part of one song every week um there's a whole bunch of really good stuff that they've made out there so go go take a listen and with that all that remains is to say thank you and goodbye goodbye, goodbye. goodbye.